<laughs> What's up, Hoochies? We're back. Well, Sean say I'm back. <laughs> but welcome to Lace Combos with Jew. And once again, obviously, I'm your girl Jew for another episode yes, yes. of Shenanigans. But good shenanigans, of course. Um, and as you can see, I have a guest here. <laughs> One of my favorites, okay? <laughs> Blood, oh, my definitely. My cousin Javion. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you for the invite. I'm excited of to course. have this late conversation so. with you. Yes, it's going to be amazing. But I'm so excited that you have joined me for this conversation. Um, it's going to be really, really dope. If you're new here, you already know, well, you don't know that we keep it very transparent, very just laid back, real, honest conversation about life in general. It can be random conversations about anything. Trust me. If you, have, if you don't know, go back to the other episodes because I didn't talk about everything by that. Um, but that's the part that I enjoy so much about this platform is it's a safe space for all to just have a conversation and be vulnerable and be able to, you know, say, hey, you know, I fucked up this time. Or, you know, say, hey, you know, it's something I need to learn or it's something that I need to get off my chest. And that's exactly what we do here. That's what I do. So welcome. But if you're not new here, you already know how we do. We keep it funny, hilarious. It's going to always be a laugh around here. And we just keep it honest because, I mean, what's life with you being dishonest? You know, you, you don't grow. You don't get anything from it. Absolutely. So, how are you feeling on this Sunday? I'm feeling good on this Sunday. It okay. was a relaxed Sunday. I did the cleaning Ooh. yesterday, so I got to sleep in today. So, I just been kicking it. Enjoying yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sad. I've been outside all week. <laughs> Oh, I'm I sorry. saw. I saw. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just telling my friend earlier, um, like, you be expecting to have, like, a chill weekend, and then all of a sudden somebody texts mm-hmm. you, like, hey, you want to go to brunch? Hey, you want to go out for drinks? Hey, you want to go for coffee? Yo. Hey, you want to go? I'm sorry. So, but it was a good weekend. Very good. Got a chance to hang out with my friends. And the whole point of me just living my life is just being outside. Not always being outside, but just enjoying life. Whatever it is you're yeah. doing. Um, but why Monday got to be tomorrow, though? <laughs> why is Monday tomorrow? That part. <laughs> I need an extra day. Like, it's just, yeah, needless to say, it was a good weekend. And now we're here. Of course, this Sunday is a lace day to have some conversation with my favorite cousin. Um, as you have already mentioned, we are cousins. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm super excited to have you here on the platform because I feel like, um, obviously, we've known each other since the beginning. Um, However, over time, people evolve, people change, people grow, people, you know, life happens, things happen, and now you're a new person. And so I feel as if this person here, you have evolved so much where I just love the fact that you're very in tune with who you are. You know, and you're very in tune with the vision you had for you. It's always been like, Javion is here, there, everywhere. And some people may think of that as like, oh, that's inconsistent. But I love the fact that you explore. Like, you go out and you explore the world. If it's something you want, if it's something that's aligned to you, you go and see what that opportunity is. And I feel like that is so dope. So... 
Yeah, I'm I'm just really excited to hear your perspective on this conversation. We've talked about it in our DMs. It's so crazy when I um befriend family on social media. It's like you get a different version of that family member versus what you would see at like the family cookouts. Not like a fake like massage type of thing, but like I really get to like connect with yeah. you if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know? you got to keep it you know, a certain we, way for the elders. You gotta, you gotta be respectful yeah, you wanna, for the elders. You gotta, especially you know. in our family. Yes, yes. in our family, yes. you know. Yes. <laughs> Don't push me off too much. Man. <laughs> you know, I want to make it to live tomorrow, so I gotta make sure mm-hmm. I keep it respectful. I honor my elders. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't do too much, but just mm-hmm. being connected with you on social media and our relationship evolving and getting to know each other in this big grown age um, yes. and seeing each other now versus back then, it blows my mind. So um, I'm really excited about it. And I can't wait for the world because that's who's listening. We're going to claim that the world is listening. Okay. The world is going to see. I've been saying this since you started this conversation. Literally. Let me just They're say this. See it. We, I just said this before we started recording. Your mother and you are my biggest supporters. Like, I, I you don't know nobody know, else. <laughs> Your mother and you, you are my biggest supporters. So, um, I'm really excited about what we have coming up today. So, we're going to get started, you know. But first, as always, I start the conversation trying to get to know you a little bit. You know, bring some little spice to the conversation. And let my audience see, you know, see you under the fire. Mama, if you watching this, <laughs> mama, if you watching this, it's all Janelle. So if you call somebody, <laughs> call her. Don't call me. I'm just no, answering the uh-uh, question, all right? Uh-uh. <laughs> she signed up. You signed up for the risk. I'm just <laughs> But shout out to your mama. Look, shout out to your mama. <laughs> yeah, because we know right, she gonna so be I'm watching. Shout out to mama. Of course, my biggest supporter. Okay, one thing I can <laughs> definitely depend on is her liking my stuff. Okay, liking my posts, my read everything. She gonna like it. Man. I'm here for it. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to ask you a question. Now, I'll be fair, and I'll answer the question as well. I won't, you know, I won't leave you out here high and dry. So, um, hmm, okay. We're going to ask, what's worse, okay? Lust. With no love or love with no lust. What? <laughs> lust with no love. Not what, love with what's no worse? Lust with no love, meaning you could want the person physically, but no love there. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. love, you love the person emotionally connected with them, but no lust. Like, you're not physically wanting them. What's worse? Mm-hmm. Hold on, I need a minute to to let me just ruminate on this real quick. I think okay. it's based on what my intention is. My... You... Okay, okay, cool. Uh-huh. I want to say for me. Okay, so the heel version of me would be like, oh, um, lust with no love, the emotional. Like, I need the emotional. The heel version mm-hmm. needs the emotional. I need that emotional connection. The unhealed version, 
pre-therapy, pre-self-reflection, mm-hmm. <laughs> pre-self-accountability. I, I don't know what we're going to do if I don't like looking at you. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, if I'm not physically attracted to you, I don't I don't know where this is going to go. I, I really don't know. I I'm not you. saying it can't go anywhere. I, I just don't know. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. I, I don't know. Exactly. Because, I mean, All let's right. be real. You got to want to, you know, like. Mm-hmm. I ain't blind. Yeah, that, that, so, that attraction piece is important. It's um, important. People try to downplay me, it when they go deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, so what you it depends. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just keep it as real as I can be. It depends on my intention. What do I want out of this situation? So if I'm just trying to, you know okay. what I'm saying, enjoy myself for like a, a couple of days, a month, nothing serious. If you beautiful and that's all you is, then we can joke around and have fun. Cool. But if I'm trying right. to go deep with you, if I'm trying to go deep with you, I definitely need mm-hmm. that emotional connection. And I feel like um, the lust or the beauty can come or we can, you know, if we build to that level, we could do some things to help spice it up. So. Okay. And I like that. I like that you pointed out the intentions behind it. Because that's, that's very mm-hmm. important, and we'll get into that in our conversation. And we've talked about that throughout this podcast from beginning to end. You have to be very clear on intentions and not be just very yeah. clear with yourself, but with the other person. Because I may have an intention, and you may have a different intention. And my intention may be to, you know, I'm trying to get wiped up. And your intention may be, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just, I'm just for yeah. a good time. Not a long time. <laughs> That's true, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, exactly, yeah. but it it results into different, you know, different behaviors. So if you're only here for a good time and not a long time, I don't expect you to be like, oh, well, let's cuddle up and let's, you know, like there is no emotion yeah, nah. with that. It's, it's yeah, it's a, and go definitely a different set of boundaries right there. Exactly, and I'm really big on on having them conversations up front, like. Mm. Um, and I tell them, the women I date, I tell them straight up, like these are my intentions. So this is my intention. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I just let it be known. And what I've noticed is some people, I give people the opportunity to let me know if Mm. they're on the same page or not. And if they not, that's cool for both of us because I don't got to deal with nothing crazy and you don't have to deal with feeling like your feelings getting played with or vice versa. So You need to give a class. Give a class to the rest of the Negroes out there because they don't do that. (laughs) They don't do that. (laughs) They take your choice away. You be like, but Mm -hmm. how you know I want to deal with that? Like, one, you don't tell me you're not very clear with your communication, with your intentions, mm-hmm. and now I'm just stuck in a situation. Do you ask? Cousin, you're supposed to be favorites. Why, why did you ask that? Well, favorites? I'm trying, to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to put you on game. Do you yeah. ask? You're right. You're right. Did, did I <laughs> ask? Okay. Okay. So I'm learning to ask because mm-hmm. I can't just assume. Because people will show you anything, you know, and they'll tell you, or sometimes they'll tell you anything, but they'll definitely show you anything just to shut you up or to satisfy you. But if I come to you and I say, hey, this is what I want, this is what I'm expecting, and you tell me, well, this is this is what I can do or what I can't do, then that leads me to know whether or not I want to entertain it. So you're right. I should ask. Yeah. See, this yeah. is why you're my favorite. You you check me, and I need <laughs> to be checked. Do you ask? Okay, yeah, so... Do y'all mm-hmm. ask out there? Do y'all ask the people, what is it that you're trying mm-hmm. to do? Because to be honest, I just ask. Yeah. yeah. 
I was going to say, not just ask. I think a lot of us ask or pay attention, but do you listen to the response? Do you listen to heat or do you listen to want to change their mind? Because those two totally different things. If somebody tell you they're not ready and you out here trying to change their mind about being ready, you just going to end up feeling you going to get hurt basically yeah. at the end of the situation because they told you from jump what they wanted. So. Exactly. You've created this mm-hmm. false reality of what you think you're going to get at the end, but you don't. And then you get yeah. mad because you're constantly disappointed. Yep. I mean, we might as well just pass the offering plate now. It is Sunday. We might as well go ahead and pass it. Because, I mean, we're, we're preaching on this good old Sunday, okay? That was good. Enough. That was good. That was good. All right. All right. See, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Your mother would be very proud. <laughs> she would be very proud for the answer. She going to call right. me, and we going to, yeah. <laughs> Waiting oh, on that phone call. I know, right? Um... How do you know when you're the problem in a relationship? Mm. How do I know when I'm the problem? I think a lot of self-reflection tells you if you're the problem in a relationship. Self-reflection and patterns. Mm. If you had the same issue with every person you date, you're the common denominator. So what are you doing? Yeah. Um, Or if constantly getting hurt in every relationship again it's a pattern what are you doing what are you choosing how are you showing up or not showing up absolutely um and so those are the like the main ways that i know and then the other thing i think is triggers Mm. depending on what i get triggered by and how i respond to that trigger because a lot of times we can react to whatever comes up for us so we can respond so if i'm just reacting i'm the problem the trigger is not my fault. Being triggered isn't my fault, but how I show up in regards yeah. to how I communicate in regards to mm-hmm. the huge, the huge uh, thing how to think about. How you react to that trigger. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, you know what? What's funny is I've recently been seeing things on Instagram when it comes to triggers. Um, and that's something that we can't avoid. Things are going to always trigger you. But how do you respond to those triggers? Do you even respond? You know what I mean? Do you acknowledge the triggers? Um, And do you allow it to bring you back to that that place that you were in? Or do Mm -hmm. you realize and learn from that trigger? How do I cope with it? How do I still maneuver through? So that's good. You took my answer. Um, (laughs) I I definitely know from, from my past experience. I've now realized that, you know, a lot of times it it takes two to tango. It's not always his fault. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not always her fault. Um, Sometimes maybe you didn't necessarily say anything wrong or do anything wrong in the action, but how did you entertain it? Right, right. So did I, you know, not say anything? You know what I mean? Um, How did I entertain it? How did I set the expectations for this person to think or be okay with doing that? You know, this is what you got me up to bed. (laughs) so um i i can definitely be accountable for that um like i said it's a growing process it's a one step at a time i'm not perfect you're not perfect nobody's perfect um but once you recognize where you where you fall short you have to do better Mm -hmm. you know better you do better absolutely so yeah okay so let's see i gotta get a good one because i feel like i'm just playing it safe around here um, yeah, go ahead and get a little spicy on them. A little spice. Oh, you didn't say that for the thing. Okay. All right. Okay. What's funny is I ain't choose no spicy cards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. When unfaithful, 
Let, okay. When I'm faithful, do you love who you're honest with or who you lie to? Oh, this is a crazy one, cuz. <laughs> I've never been unfaithful in a relationship. I haven't either. I've, I've never been unfaithful, so I can't even I can't even answer that because I've never done it. Come on now. Yeah, I am still single. I've never been unfaithful. Never. Uh-uh. But here's the thing, though. Um, yeah, I've never been unfaithful because I've, I've been single. So if I'm single, I can date them all if I want to. Oh, see. <laughs> <laughs> no, but is it true? Like, I'm single. Yeah, you, I can right. date them all. It's true. It's true. Wait, when you say single, do you mean like you've been unmarried or you just mean you ain't been in a relationship? Okay, well, let me, like... let me you can break it down even more. I'm single yeah. and I'm unmarried, so that means that I can date them all. But if I was in a committed relationship, like, hey, I want to be exclusive with you, and we've had that conversation, then at that point, I am not single. Mm-hmm. Relationship-wise, tax-wise, yes, I'm still yeah. single. But relationship-wise, <laughs> I am not single. <laughs> I got you. There okay. we go. Okay. So, I have not been unfaithful, period. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can answer that. Dang, I thought I was gonna get a good one from you. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, what about um? Mm, well, it's gonna lead us into our conversation. What's worse, women with daddy issues or men with mommy issues? No judgment. How you answer this question? No judgment. Ooh. As I drink my drink, honestly, yeah, drink. Go ahead and uh, you. That's mm-hmm. the biggest wine glass, cause and that's what it's saying. Let me see that whole cup. My biggest wine glass. Whole... <laughs> 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 Let me see that whole. Oh my goodness! Uh, okay. All right. Um. So, what do I think is worse? Mm-hmm. Women with daddy. I don't even think I could. I don't think one is worse than the other. I think who's doing the work and who's not doing the work mm-hmm. to really sit with those things. So mm-hmm. I think if a person is aware, I think an unaware person on either spectrum mm-hmm. is going to be the worst because yeah. they're not aware of their actions, reactions, and how they showing up in situations. Um, and I think after that, uh, from the person who's not aware, the person who is aware, who but who's not doing anything to shift things, I think those are the worst two types of it individual um in that kind of a scenario or situation i don't think it's mommy issues versus daddy issues because parent issues affect us all in different ways exactly you having us all fucked up in the game so exactly you're right you're right and i agree with you on that there's nothing greater than the other in that situation um the issue is an issue yeah yeah absolutely i i definitely agree okay that was nice okay that was a good one that was politically correct phenomenal (laughs) politically correct it's, but it's the yeah. truth, though. It's the truth. Like, yeah. it's more so who's aware and who's not aware. And if you are aware, are you doing anything to effectively change that? Mm-hmm. All right, last one. If your parents don't like your partner, is that a deal breaker? <clears throat> for me? For you? <laughs> no. Um, really? I think that. So when I was younger, mm-hmm. it absolutely was not a deal breaker. I used to think my mama was tripping. Love you, mom. But I used to think she was tripping. And then going through the relationship, my mom has this thing that she does where at the end of the relationship, she'll be like, uh, I knew she was like that. I just didn't want to say nothing because she was upset. Um, 
And so now I'm getting to a point as me and her have built our relationship where I'm more so open to hearing her perspective. Mm-hmm. But at the yeah. end of the day, um, it becomes a deal breaker <clears throat> when I decide it's a deal breaker, not necessarily because mm-hmm. of however my family feels about whoever I'm with. Because all you see is what okay. we show y'all when we show up. Y'all exactly. don't know what happened behind the scenes, what our conversations are like, how we communicate, like mm-hmm. how we really connect in mind. And you don't know what we're working on individually and together. So I think it would be uh, smart and just, yeah, it just wouldn't feel good for me to be like, oh, my mama said she don't rock with you, so I'm about to leave you. Yeah. I'm and it girl. sounds, yeah, it sounds very, I don't want to say petty, but it sounds very immature in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. to allow someone else's opinion dictate how you interact in your relationship. However, Absolutely. you have a lot of people that do, you know, in relationships, they do that. Like, think about all of the the marriages that, you know, you have a mama's boy who's like, my mama ain't really feeling you. You have in-laws that don't get along with the actual spouse. And it really affects that relationship because the parents, opinion and I'm not saying dismiss your parents opinion I'm not saying that because truth be told these people know us they birthed Mm -hmm. us so they know us they know us through and through however however (laughs) um from a romantic level my mother cannot tell me my feelings about someone that I like she can't do that she can't tell me she can't validate my feelings she can't Mm -hmm. confirm them like she she doesn't know that side of me so it's yeah. quite unfair to yourself to and the other person to dictate how you operate with them based upon somebody else's opinion. It, it, it that doesn't make sense. Um, but I like what you said about um, building your relationship with your mom. So now, where it's completely like, nah, I'm not even trying to hear you. You know, you're crazy. You don't mm-hmm. know what you're talking about. So now I'm gonna take it in. Okay, if you want to offer some advice, you want to offer some criticism, no problem. I may. Mm-hmm. You know, see it through, and I may not. It may click in my brain. I may agree, and I may not. But I'm going to allow you to say whatever it is you need to say and still make my decision and stand firm in my decision. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important to be able to stand firm. Yeah, to stand firm in your decision. And also, um, a lot of times our parents have the ability to sway us because for such a long time, many of us look up to them and want their approval in a lot of things. And I just know, like, I've dated women who, it didn't matter who they brought home. Their mama wasn't going to feel like that individual was good enough Mm -hmm. for them. And so they were always going to find something to point out. Um, And I could see my mom at a point doing that as well, because you want the best for your child. Mm -hmm. But sometimes our parents are basing that off of what they've been through. And they don't really know. Mm -hmm. They don't know what's best for us based on our own experiences. So they mean well. That's why I take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. I had this instance where I had, um, when I first moved to Houston, um, I'm a social butterfly. I've never met a stranger. Anybody I meet, like, okay, cool, let's kick it, you know, whatever. That's just who I am through and through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had met a, you know, social media allows you to connect with different people. So I had met this young lady where we were like, okay, like, we like the same thing. Let's go hang out. We're both new. She was mm-hmm. from, like, Philly, whatever. We're not friends with so. Um, So I had met her, and um, I mentioned to my mom how I met her. I was like, oh, yeah, we met on this Facebook group. We both are part of the group. And she was like, oh, she could be a killer. And she automatically, 
She automatically mm-hmm. like put this girl as killer every time we were talking to phone. Yeah. Who you meeting up with? Killer? Like that? No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But she did that based upon what she one has heard on the news, right? Maybe the latest news break was, oh, somebody met somebody from Craigslist and they died. She's going to say, oh, that's how you, you know, that's what's going to happen in this situation. Hmm. Or maybe she had a previous experience where maybe somebody scammed her online through the email. I don't know. But anything online, she puts it to, she matches that that response to that experience. Hmm. And it's like, oh, automatically, anything you mention online, that's what it is. And so I'm like, that's crazy. Like, you miss out on so many opportunities and people that you could yeah. possibly link up with because you over here thinking everybody a Craigslist killer. <laughs> like, I didn't meet your old Craigslist. Like, no, that's not what this is. We cool. We was in a Facebook group. It was like Black Women's mm-hmm. of Houston or something like that. And that's yeah. common nowadays. And that's our generation being open and innovative when it comes to meeting people. And it's social media for you. But she doesn't understand that concept. And um, I mentioned that and I brought that question as the last one because a lot of times our parents, that's the first relationship that we get, right? The first relationship that we have with people, period. And a lot of times though, those interactions with our mothers, our fathers, our family, our aunts, uncles, whoever, they really mold us on how we act with other people how we interact in in relationships, friendships, in the workplace, how we interact with ourselves, how we look at ourselves, how we communicate, process things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, me and my favorite cousin over here, (laughs) um, we found that we share some of the same experiences and some of the same opinions and just processing things when it comes to how we were raised. What's crazy is, granted, we wasn't raised like super close together, but like our parents are their first cousins, right? Yeah, they're first cousins, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. They grew up together. Yeah, they grew up together. However, obviously, your grandparents ran that household, my grandparents ran that household. So mm-hmm. you wouldn't even think like some of the same things we both share as far as experiences. You're like, dang, she told yeah. me that too? Dang. Oh man, that's what my mom used to tell me. Like crazy mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it just proves a point, especially in the black community, that a lot of times it can be good and it can be bad. It can be um a generational kind of block from preventing you from seeing those new heights and really getting to know who you are as an individual because we stand in a chokehold with well, this is the standard. This is what my mom and them did. This is what my dad and them mm-hmm. did. This is what I saw when it comes to relationships. So this got to be normal. And it's not. Mm-hmm. So me and my cousin decided, well, I kind of like pressured him a little bit and said, you should talk about it in the podcast. And um, yeah, we're here now. So um, we're going to talk about how do we get here? Like what brought mm-hmm. us to this moment? You know, and especially since I know that I'm single, Mm. I had to take a long pause with that one. I'm single (laughs) and um, I'm in this whole like self-evaluation process of, you know, evaluating what, what can I do? What can I do in this moment of me me being single to evaluate how do I play a part in what are some of the things that I can grow and learn 
more or better or be, become better, um, become a better woman in during this process. And a part of that was recognizing some of the toxic behaviors that I have <laughs> on my end. We all got them. We got them. There's nothing you can do to avoid it, you know? Right. Um, right. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. Mm-hmm. And it's learning to recognize it and to work on it, you know, constantly Absolutely. work on it. And being open and always being in that student mindset of I'm I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to work on it. <laughs> so um we're gonna start this conversation of how do we get here when it comes to dating? Like how did I get here to picking out the wrong partners? Cause we've all had that experience where it's like, how in the hell did I get connected with this? <laughs> My <Yeah. laughs> mama didn't raise me to deal with this. <laughs> How did I get here? So, um, yeah, for me, like I said, I'm in this process of just evaluating and, like you said earlier, recognizing the patterns. I noticed that a lot of the relationships or situationships that I was in, they ended somewhat similar. Mm -hmm. Um, Communication. um, Accountability. um, Or lack thereof communication, lack thereof accountability. Um, very rigid, rigid expectations, meaning there's no room for compromise. And in some situations, compromise is okay. In some situations, compromise is just settling. But in most of my past situations, it was more of, it's my way or the highway. Hmm. You one of those, cuz. No, no judgment, no judgment. <laughs> However, and it's not to throw blame, but I'm just, we're, we're being transparent. No, I appreciate it. I grew up in a situation where it's always been my mother's way. Yeah. She was the head of my household. So mm-hmm. she is her rule. And she's very stern on her rule. Mm-hmm. Um, so my example of a woman, and I mean, honestly, like we both can agree to this. A lot of the women in our family are very strong, married, relationship yeah. or not. They're strong, yes. period. Yes, yes. 100%. <laughs> All of them. All, All of them. Yeah. It's a, I said what I said, and that's it. Don't, don't and ask no questions. That's fine. Yeah. You just let it be. <laughs> yeah. They, they also, they got shit done. They got shit done. Exactly. The amount of single moms in our family, they got yes. shit done. Got it done. And even the ones that were married, they found partners that were able to handle that side of them mm-hmm. or that were able to accept that side of them. And, yes. you know, from what we can see, you know, as kids and growing up, we mm-hmm. saw, hey, y'all still made it work. You know, you still had a, a beautiful yep. family from what we can see, but it was still, hey, I can still be strong. I can still have a voice. There was no very meek, timid, quiet women in our family, period. Not in our family, not at all. None. So for me, growing up, it was just like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be like, it's my way. This is my house. I pay the bills. I yeah. do this. You can't mm-hmm. tell me what to do. I run this. On the flip side, there's nothing wrong with being an independent woman. But there's also nothing wrong with living in your femininity and allowing when you have a man that yeah. is worthy of that and that has showcased mm-hmm. that you can live in your femininity and live... I hate to use this term because it's so, you know, popular now. Living your soft era, <laughs> you can yeah. um, allow him to take lead. Yeah. 
So that's uh, what I've noticed about being with a Okay. 100%. 100%. Um, and it makes so much sense, too. And I'm not, I hope you don't feel like I took a ding at you. That's not what I was trying to do. It just mm-hmm. hit something. Because those are the, actually, Absolutely. those are the, the kind of women I tend to date are very strong and stay mm-hmm. way at a highway. They don't want to compromise. And so you just hit on something major. All of yeah. the women in our family, that's how they are. My mother, especially, Absolutely. that's how she is, where she gets shit done because she has to. Um, and it's funny that we've been having this conversation today because wow. I took us to the airport yesterday. And on our way to the airport, mm-hmm. we were talking about this. And I had told her, I don't remember what was on my mind, but I told her, I was like, you know, I was like, mom, it seemed like a majority of the men in our family at a certain point, they just disappear. They go and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, like, why do you think that is? I want to be like, because y'all crazy? But no, nah, that's not. I said, um, (laughs) (laughs) what it is, is because of, I know for my mother, how she grew up, she grew up in a space where she didn't have like a father figure. Uh She didn't have men around to like protect her and take care of her. So she had to wear that armor for herself. Uh She had to be her own protector. She had to be her own provider. She had to be strong, you know? And so when you protecting and providing for yourself, you have to show up in a certain way absolutely, um, in order to get things done. And so me being young, not realizing the dynamics, mm-hmm. you know, I'm dating people who remind me of those things. But as my mother has gotten older and we've had numerous conversations and really built our relationship, like she's speaking on like, yo, I didn't want to have to the protector and the provider i don't want to have to wear exactly. that strong suit you know i don't want to have to do any of those things but i had to no choice mm-hmm. and now that she's in a space where we all at the crib and she has the freedom to travel and just flow and be like yes. more her, her soft arrow mm. um, she's a different person and so she even shows up for me differently where wow. it's not as yeah like it's not as dominant and like you got to do this. You got to do that. It's more like, okay, baby, how are you feeling mm-hmm. today? Yeah, mm-hmm. It's not do wow. what I say. It's how are you feeling today? Um, what do you the... need? Or In the past, my mama was not the person I was calling if I needed to talk about something for real. That because her energy was so deal with it or figure it out. But that's the, the for me, I speak in terms of like masculine and feminine. And it's not, we all have both energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We all have, we compromise the both. And it's being able to balance both of those energies. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times when I speak about it, she had to be so in her masculine, one raising sons, but also with everything she had going on, she didn't really have time to sit with those emotions because she had to get shit done. So when I would go exactly. to her, like, hey, I need that nurturing energy from you. She didn't have it because she didn't even have it from herself, for herself. Ooh. So, um, as she's gotten older now, though. You just tapped on the line. You just tapped <laughs> on the line. And that's crazy because we share that same experience. And what yeah. I love about yours is that your mom is now in this place to share that side. And you're able yeah. to see the reason why. You know what I mean? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you you got like the relationship, your whole relationship has evolved. That's yeah. like super it's... dope. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't easy. It was not. We was we was hitting button heads. You butt heads. You butt heads. It was button heads, but it's like even in relationship, I just feel like two masculine energies or two dominant energies, they're not going. It doesn't work yes. because 
two headstrong people, somebody has to be willing to take a step back. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And it'd be an exchange of energy. But if it's two headstrong people, it's imbalanced. And so it, you're not going to be exactly. able to accomplish much. So I feel for me in a relationship, someone has to lead. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly do feel that way. And it's not always the male in the relationship. It's not always the masculine energy in Absolutely. the relationship that wants to lead. There may be a moment yeah. where I step up to the plate and I lead. But someone has absolutely. to lead and someone has to follow. Yeah, you know what I and mean? I think, um, absolutely. It's, I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you, you're on point because, how do I put it? I had this analogy that I gave recently to somebody and I was just like, um, it's cool if I'm the captain of the ship. I'm the person steering the boat. But my woman is like my sails. So if she's not maneuvering as well, it don't matter how I steer this damn boat. It not, exactly. It's not going nowhere. And so while it's somebody leading, it, I think sometimes we have to take a step back to really sit with and define leadership within a relationship. So yes. like, I'm really big on communicating when you get in a relationship with your partner. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of my problems. I talk too damn much. Like, I'm, let's talk about <laughs> this. Let's talk about this. Right, how do you feel about that? Yeah. I feel like that that conversation is important. What does it look like for both of us mm-hmm. when it comes to leadership? Um, this whole idea of submitting that you hear about online all the time, I don't think just one person submits. I think it's two people that submit. It's both. Exactly. Um, and so it's an exchange. Anytime, yeah, that's that's how I tend like to do relationship though, where it's mm-hmm. an exchange. There's certain places where whoever I'm with, they do have a foresight and a, the understand, a deeper understanding. Exactly. So I'm not going to act like I know every damn thing. Exactly. I don't know. And I know you, exactly. I know you got it down pat. Mm-hmm. Hey, babe, can you, can you teach me? I'm down to learn and I see you the master at this. So can you teach me what you know? Exactly. I'm going to let you take the lead. I'm going to let you do yeah. it. And you know, I'm, mm-hmm. here to, I'm here to help. I'm your teammate. And that's what it yeah. is. That's what a relationship is, regardless of it's intimate or not. You have a, it's a mm-hmm. teammate. It's a it's a team. Like we're we're partners, right. um, mm-hmm. and we have to remove our egos and yeah. remove what we know as tradition of oh well a man do this the woman do that. It's gonna come mm-hmm. a time where maybe you know I've seen in previous or in people that I know personal relations with other people where most times you would think that the man would handle all of the finances you know but mm-hmm. in reality. I've seen a situation where it's the woman handling all the finances because they were better when it came to managing money. But when it comes to, you know, I don't know, maybe taking care of the kids, the man is like, he could get the kids down in the bed, boom, get them up Mm -hmm. for school. Like, he got it. So you got to really remove that ego and what we know as tradition because life is not traditional anymore, (laughs) you know? Mm Um, life looks so much different and compared to what our parents experienced growing up to where we are now, life is so much different. It is. It is. It is so different. And the, the traditions, like those traditions come from somewhere. A lot of the things that are traditional are based on people being able to survive at a certain yes. period of time. Right. And so now that we're in this day and age, it was a point in time where women couldn't work and they couldn't have bank accounts. So in order for them to be successful and to survive, mm-hmm. they needed a husband. They needed they needed a man in order to have financial, you know, to sustain themselves financially. We're in a different age now where I think women right now, black women especially, are known for being the most educated yes. in the United States. 
and business owning businesses, business owners, all of that. Yes. Mm -hmm. All of that. And so I think that's important to think about that things are shifting and changing. And and with that happening, the traditions have to shift and change too. Um, But I think there's two different things happening at the same time. Like my last relationship, my partner, Mm -hmm. she works in finance. You know, my she worked in finance. So when it came to money, I'm like, hey, (laughs) you know, can you help me? Can you help me figure a couple things out? Like, how would you maneuver this? I wanted to start a clothing line. I'm Mm -hmm. like, can you help me run the numbers? Like, how can we look at these numbers? What'll Mm -hmm. be the what makes the most sense? And she she was bomb. Like she was really good at it and she was able to help me. And I think that that's important. I think for men, a lot of times being able to step out of our ego and stepping out of what we've been taught um, as far as providing and being responsible for that. Absolutely. You know, if you're the kind of man who wants to provide, then yeah, absolutely. That's your duty because that's what you're choosing to do. Um, But also, I think across the board, having an awareness that there's different types of providing. So it's not just financial support. Women need way more than just financial support. Emotional, emotional support, spiritual, all spiritual, mental, like it's a, it's a combat, it's a culmination of different things. And I think that as a generation, we just talk about finances and it's not just men. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of women too, who, well, he got to make this much money. He got to be able to do this. He needs to get my nails done, hair done, this and this and this. And it's just like, is that all that matters in a relationship? Like what, is that all that matters, you know? Absolutely. Like I use the term, I need a man to be able to cover me. And when I say cover Mm -hmm. me, I mean on all ends. Like Mm -hmm. maybe I don't have it financially. Okay. You can cover me. Maybe I'm not there Mm -hmm. mentally this week. I'm really stressed. You can cover me. Maybe when it comes to spirituality, I'm questioning my faith. You can cover me and pray for me Mm -hmm. on all ends. And if you can't do that, then you know what I mean? The both of us can't be lacking. One of us got to be, you know what I mean? One, somebody got to be able to hold the other weight. And I feel like when you find that person that's aligned to you, you may be weak in something and that may be a strength in theirs. And you are, you have right. to be able to maneuver through that. Take your ego out. Like, oh, he's trying to tell me what to It don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. At the end of the day, it's not your strong point. Allow that man to lead and show you what to do. And I, exactly. I can appreciate a man that not only leads, but also you're going to teach me. Let me teach mm-hmm. you. Let me show you what it is. And especially if it's something that I can physically and I'm feasible, like it's feasible for me to do. Um, mm-hmm. Let me teach you. Let me tell you what to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that more because when the instance comes up again, or maybe it's a moment where you can, you know, come to the rescue, right, right. I can get us out of this because you taught me. You know what I right. mean? And that's, that's bringing value to the table, especially when people want to talk about what you bring to the table. Please don't get me started on that. Yeah, I think that's the the most important thing to be teachable. Yeah. And open to being led. Yeah. And that being an exchange where you all are able to flow in between both. Because exactly. For me, just my personal views, like I want to get married one day. I want to have a wife one day. Absolutely. Most of the, the, the black male millionaires, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> they all have wives. They have one woman that they work with who's helped them to level up. That part, know? cousin. And I think that that's, that's really important, like to have that focus, to have a goal together. In yeah. order to have a goal together and maintain that goal, you can't know everything. Your partner can't know everything. Exactly. Y'all going to have to exchange information and exactly. knowledge to learn from each other 
All oh. of the greats say it. I've, I've seen interviews, mm-hmm. LeBron, Obama, like all of the greats say it. Like when it comes to their spouses, they recognize that, listen, I can't do this by myself. There's no way I exactly. will be able to handle all of this by myself. Mm-hmm. I have to have this person. This person is literally like the GPS in the car. I'm the car, they the GPS, okay? We're going to yeah, figure this yeah. thing out. One can't work mm-hmm. without the other, period. Absolutely. And when you're able to recognize that, I feel like it brings harmony and it brings clarity when it's in, in, in clarity and direction and intentionality when it comes to dating. Because yeah. I, I yeah. can then, when you come to me and you say, well, you know, I'm a man, you flashing your money, I already know that's all you have to give. And I need more than that. Versus if that's what I'm, you know, oh, I need a man that only provides financially, then I'm going to go ahead and fall for the okie doke of the flash of the money. Money yeah. is here today and gone tomorrow. Yeah, and if somebody got a plethora of money too, ain't no emotion tied to that money for real. If they just got money on money on money, there's a, a exactly. I had a friend of mine who she's, dated millionaires and ballers and she'll talk about it she'll be like i don't like dating those kind of men because there's an arrogance where it's not they don't really care about how i feel or my emotions Absolutely. or how i'm doing they just think that we get into it they just gonna give me some bread and we gonna be good and that shuts um, you up and it's mm-hmm. more than that yeah, exactly that's the, the money to shut you up yeah it comes with the risk it comes with entitlement it comes with a certain mm-hmm. type of expectation of okay i'm paying everything so you need to do x y and z Oh, yeah. I've been there. I've been there. I've been in a situation similar to that. And it's embarrassing to admit, but it it was really an experience that built me in a lot of ways. So I I dated somebody and it just so happened that like when we became official, Uh they were coming down, you know, to stay with me. And when they came down at that point in time, finances were not in order i didn't i had yeah. just lost my job finances weren't in order mm-hmm. and so they were working they were able to help me out i was working a part-time job but it wouldn't cover everything so mm-hmm. they stepped up and they're like look they're like i got you we're gonna do this we're gonna do that we're gonna make it work and me as a man i was like i don't i'm gonna figure it out right she's just looking at me like boy if you don't take this money and like i'm here with you we together i'm staying with you yeah. so we're gonna figure it out together and it was the most uncomfortable thing for me to accept help yeah. from somebody I was with in that way. But the thing that I mm-hmm. noticed too was in me accepting that help, there was expectations. There were things that I had to do to also show up. So like you said, there's a there's an exchange of energy mm-hmm. to balance it out. If she working, mm-hmm. I'm cooking, mm-hmm. I'm cleaning, I'm making breakfast, like I'm doing all the, I'm grocery yeah. shopping, I'm doing all these things that uncomfortable like Some uncomfortable as hell yeah i'm trying to show up yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and the, yeah. the crazy thing was i didn't realize to do that at first but as soon as i started doing it it rebalanced the relationship whereas most people will see that she's working so she's in a masculine space and i'm doing all these these other tasks and duties mm-hmm. um but it balanced out the situation because she didn't have to worry about nothing else but doing exactly. her job and i had everything else covered and I think sometimes and you're still um, we as people, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes we as people, we've been taught certain things, and we think things are supposed to be a certain way. So we don't allow ourselves to step out of our comfort zone in certain situations. When when we do that, when we learn a lot, we experience a lot, but it can also be very healing for the relationship. Uh-huh. So being able to both admit, like, yo, 
I know she was uncomfortable helping pay the bills. And it was uncomfortable as hell for me to have her in that position. Right. And I was also uncomfortable grocery shopping. So us both being able to say like, yo, I'm uncomfortable right now, but we going to make this work. For the benefit that shit lasted two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two months. Two months later, I had a job and we was, we was good. You see what I mean? But, like, it's mm-hmm. just basically sticking it through and being there for each other because somebody's going to have a down moment. Somebody's going to have it and yeah. you're going to have to do something that mm-hmm. you may not be very comfortable with. It may be out of your norm. But my That's thing awesome. is, if it's not risking your integrity and you, mm-hmm. you know, I ain't got you out there on the corner nowhere, listen, we can work through <laughs> this, okay? We right. can figure this right. out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But that's what a partnership is, and I think it's unfair sometimes to put all of that pressure on a man that, oh, you got to do da 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 Don't get me wrong. Every man mm-hmm. in my life, as far as family, um, they have always stepped up to the plate when it came to providing. Um, when it comes to mm-hmm. my mother's side of the family, I can't say much from my father's side. But the men in my life on my mother's side, from my grandfather, my uncles, um, their children, when it comes to, you know, even how they deal with their siblings, their sisters or whatever, their nieces. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got a, a flat tire? Let me fix it. Let me, you know, like they step up to the right, place right. to make sure that they take care of their mm-hmm. own. And I can appreciate Absolutely. being able to see that. You know what I mean? Because now right, I have a right. good glimpse of what it is that I should expect from someone as a mm-hmm. partner. Okay. Um, But in that same breath, you know, we just going to be honest around here. Uh, (laughs) Back in the day, you know, men was just rolling stones. They was everywhere. (laughs) Okay. They was everywhere. And um, Mm -hmm. they had multiple kids and multiple families and multiple women. And it's not giving excuse as to what mistakes they may have made. But those examples of seeing that, even my own father, um, I am the baby out of 10. Okay. 10 right. kids. I'm the baby. Mm-hmm. And there's a few different mamas, <laughs> a few different mm-hmm. mamas. Um, I'm going to be honest. Ooh, child. Okay. So that situation of seeing that, and my father wasn't the most active person in my life. I knew who my father was. Um, of course I've been around him, interacted with him. Um, but he wasn't necessarily an everyday dad, right? Mm -hmm. So the lack of his presence and the exposure to seeing him create these different families, create these different children, you know, across the city and not necessarily have to be there. I can be in and out whenever I want to. Um, it created this lane in my head of one, not saying that I can accept that from a man, but what I've noticed in my patterns, I'm okay. I used to have this thing where um, I'm okay if a man has kids and I'm still okay with that. However, I would never limit how many children he could have. I would never say, Oh, well, you know, just two, just one. It will always be like, oh, well, you know, I'm cool and I can deal with it. So I've had my run in where men had four kids and I ain't got none. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How is that yeah. going to balance out? Um, right. I've had my run in where a man has not just four kids, but maybe four different mamas. And there's no judgment because it is what it is. There's somebody out there for you. However, I've created this like open expectation of I can be flexible around it because I mean, look where I came from. 
Mm-hmm. And the reality is just because I came from that or just because I was exposed to that doesn't necessarily mean I have to be open to that, right? Exactly. exactly. Um, the other thing was my mother and my father had a, uh, well, yeah, a significant age difference. Um, mm-hmm. And in my mind, just knowing that, I don't know, but I've always had this thing for older men. Now, let me be clear. <laughs> let me be very clear. I'm not over here chasing uh, wheelchairs and, and, and respirators. I'm not doing that. What them, I am saying... the ones with the checks. What you mean? I mean, this is valid. This is valid. <laughs> this is valid. But I haven't gotten to that point yet in my life. I'm just um, messing with you. <laughs> actually, about five more years. Who knows? Um, but, um, no, like, I have this thing where the man... I, I I am significantly more attracted to someone that is older than me. And I mean, I typically do 10 mm-hmm. years, no more than 10 years. I ain't never got, got as you. far as 10, but no more than 10. Um, and it's something about it. But obviously, maybe this is a passed down type of like, I don't know. I don't know, but it, mm-hmm. it's crazy how those same things align with what I was exposed to what I saw in the beginning, what I knew, um, what my first example of when it comes to relationship, what my parents were. Now it has trickled down to me, 33, mm-hmm. and I'm out here like, oh, well, I could date a 40-year-old and thinking that mm-hmm. that's the route. Maybe maybe my husband is 29. I swear to God, I this well, maybe he's 29. <laughs> maybe he's 29. But in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm supposed to go older, right? Um, mm-hmm. even down to just like it could be maybe what you're exposed to in your neighborhood. Maybe you grew up in the hood. Maybe you grew up in an inner city like us in Chicago. You know, mm-hmm. I I feel comfortable when I'm at home. Well, used to uh, Chicago. You know, prior what the '90s, very comfortable. Yeah. Right, <laughs> you know, right, that's right. my sweet spot. So when it comes mm-hmm. to a quote unquote hood, I'm I'm okay with it. It is fine with me, yeah. but. Maybe mm-hmm. that's not where I'm at now, where I'm currently at. Yeah. I've evolved. No, no, you know, no shades of the hood niggas out there. But what I'm saying is, you evolve as a person. And a lot of things that you have been pre-exposed to, whether you know it unconsciously or whatever, you know, you really have to take a look at that. Because a lot of that molds Absolutely. who you choose as a partner. Will you agree? Mm-hmm. I definitely would agree. I think that... um from my experience, just with people I've talked about, well, I'm going to take it from my perspective of mm-hmm. like my own, what I've uh, experienced. The the women I've dated a lot of times, at first, you know, I dated women from the hood and they were great, but it didn't necessarily play out. It didn't play out well. And I don't think where you're from matters. I think it's more so about if you're aware of how, where you're from has affected you and Mm -hmm. if you've done any work around that, because a lot of times just in general, when you think about mental health for the black community, you know, it's, it's still a challenge. We just now starting to start to move in that direction. Absolutely. Um, But based on what I saw growing up, having a strong mom, having strong women around me and no real male influence, I would date strong women who, Mm -hmm had no cut cards who were very dominant or like masculine in energy and mm-hmm. understanding where that comes from but it's because that's what I saw in my mom so I'm dating this is who I'm dating not realizing yeah. that 
in me dating those kind of women, I'm trying to heal something that hurt me as a child. I'm trying to heal whatever I experienced as a kid with my mom. Um, And it's like, I'm doing that through the relationships that I'm choosing to get into. So my mom was as nurturing as she could be. Um, yeah, but I feel like in some ways, like she just she didn't have the capacity, and I understand now. But I ended up dating a lot yeah. of women who weren't they were emotionally unavailable. But it's because that's what yeah. they, that's what felt comfortable. That's what I knew. Yeah, and not even realizing that that's what it was. Um, and that's no fault to anybody. It's just understanding what no. that pattern is. And now that I'm doing the work cycle. and I'm starting to see, yeah, now that I'm seeing a pattern and all that good stuff. I'm yeah. not attracted to that anymore because exactly. I have this new awareness of what it is. Like the attraction is gone. Like when I see certain things, it's just like when I was younger, before I did certain work and started to understand where I was really coming from, mm-hmm. uh, I would have been head over heels trying to yes. do whatever I had to flowers, whatever you need. But now it's like, no, I see that this is a pattern based on my experience as a child mm-hmm. and I was showing up in a certain way. I don't want to show up in that way anymore. And this don't feel good anymore. I want something different. And even choosing different is it, it yeah. fucking, it's a, a mind. Like it, it's, it's a shock. It's confusing yeah. because once you step out of something you've always known, mm-hmm. you feel like you're going crazy at certain points. Exactly. In time, for real. And it's the unknown. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I know where it gets me when I do the typical, but when I do outside of the box, I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm second guessing. I'm hesitant because this is something totally different. Mm-hmm. I don't typically go for this person. I don't typically do this type of stuff. I'm not a big communicator. You know, that's not my personality. You got to do something different. You want to see a different result? You yeah. got to do something different, you know? Um, even mm-hmm. now, like I said, it's a communication. Like, my mother is not very affectionate. Mm-hmm. She just isn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me stop because my therapist told me to stop saying that. She has her own way of showing affection. And her right, right, definition right. of affection is completely opposite of mine. I expect it to be shown mm-hmm. like in, you know, hugs or affirmations because that's what I need. Yeah. But that's not what right. she necessarily gives. Her way of affection mm-hmm. is, I'm going to make sure you never need for anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so yeah. um, now when I date, I have to remember that I'm dating for what I can receive from that person. Meaning I'm dating mm-hmm. and I'm looking to see, do you have the characteristics to give me the affirmations, to give me, you know, the physical touch, to give me mm-hmm. um, all of that, whatever my love language is. And so um, I am purposely, um, I'm purposely and intentionally being active and being very present when it comes to how mm-hmm. I choose people, even down to yeah. friendships, mm-hmm. um, who is surrounded by me, who is in my circle. Um, because right. my spirit is, Oh, any and everybody, anybody can be my friend. I, you know, I just said it earlier, I'm a social butterfly, but knowing what I need, yeah. not everybody can give me. Right. You see what I'm saying? No, that's real. That's exactly. Real. So I may be a gallant, but I keep meeting, meeting people that are only pints. They will never be able to feel me, ever. Mm-hmm. And I have mm-hmm. to be able to maneuver that. Not saying that this person can't be in my life, but I have to put you in a, a category. I got to compartmentalize right. where you should be. 
And not everybody mm-hmm. should have the total and fame access to me. And you taught me that Absolutely. in one of my little, you know, if Absolutely. you don't know, I be putting the I be putting the <laughs> T in my in my social media. Okay. So if you ain't following me, you miss it out. <laughs> but <laughs> you you taught me that. Not everybody should have the same equal access to me. You know what I mean? And that's down to friendships. That's down to family. That's down to relationships. People have to deserve that. They have to prove themselves. And it it sounds bad, but it's the honest to God. Because you have to treat yourself like you a VIP ticket, baby. I'm a Willy Wonka golden ticket around here. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, because if you're giving all your energy out, you know, you're giving so much of yourself to different people and they don't have the capacity to rejuvenate you, it's just going to you're going to be drained. It's like and nobody replaces giving somebody, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and I feel absolutely. I feel like a lot of that strong masculine energy, strong, you know, is my way of the highway is because constant disappointment and and in the women in our family and many women in the world, constant disappointment because people mm-hmm. haven't been able to replenish you because you give, you give. If you notice, every woman in our family, they will give you the shirt off their back. Okay, we yeah. talking about people that will cook for you, give you what you need, call them. They there, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be there. Yeah, I may tell you mm-hmm. and ask you and cuss you out, but I'm gonna be there. <laughs> but <laughs> That's real. It, it's real talk, and I feel like they mm-hmm. had that because one, they had to step up to the plate because nobody else would, but two, constant yeah. disappointment. So you build this bitterness mm-hmm. and you build this anger that I gotta constantly show up when I, I don't even have it. Yeah. Ooh, no, I got I honestly, yeah, you you going Man. go ahead. I got I actually have questions about that because mm-hmm. I've noticed and found that a lot of women do have that that disappointment or feeling like they have yeah. to show up and how I would put it in my last relationship was like I would I, there would be conversations where I would tell her, Hey, make sure you're not overcompensating because when you overgive, you're gonna expect to receive certain things in return that the other person might not be able to give you whether it's a job, whether it's friendship, whether it's relationship. Yeah. Like if you overgive and your cup is empty, mm-hmm. they can't refill it, you know. Um, exactly. And so I'm just curious about that. So how does it look for you then when a man does show up and he does meet certain needs that you're not used to? So a guy who, for example, mm-hmm. wants to communicate or mm-hmm. is emotionally aware and understanding. How does that work for you? Pre Therapy, it scared the hell out of me. It scared How would you the hell out of me. Um, mm-hmm. It was like, woo, okay, I will put it in. He's just too nice. He's mm-hmm. just, he, he he's coming on too heavy. <laughs> Back up, mm-hmm. calm down, okay? Um, yeah. He's doing too much. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't mentally ready. I was still stuck in that. I'm the driver. This is mine. You you can't interrupt this. Leave me alone. It's my way. Mm-hmm. And um, as much as I want to give it away, I'm still like stuck. I'm stuck in this position of this is what I have to do. And I'm not going to give yeah. you a chance to prove to me because I already know you're going to disappoint. And they may not. But from all of my, my PTSD of all the past disappointments, you're going to do the same thing they do. Mm-hmm. So pre-therapy and not being aware of my actions, I would totally be scared the hell out. Like, absolutely. I would be uncomfortable. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would be very forced for me. Like, oh my God, this is weird. Mm -hmm. Now, after therapy, I'm not going to lie. It's a little like, oh, 
Okay. All right. Let's see what happens. Let's take it. Let's take it easy. I don't mind. Let's take it easy. Let's communicate about this. Um, I am a little bit better of communicating. Hey, this is something new for me. Um, mm -hmm. Give me some time. Let me process this. That's my favorite thing. Let me process this. Um, yeah. <laughs> let me process this. Give me some time. Um, and uh, I'm more, I'm, I'm, I'm open to compromise now. I'm open to compromise. Okay, I may not be able to give you 100% what you're asking for, but I'm willing to give you 50%. I'm willing to meet you halfway. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to do this, maybe not the full thing, but maybe that. Um, let's start off here and see where it goes. And I think that's fair. No, I think that's that is fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, being willing to communicate, to have a conversation, yeah. and I think a lot of times processing, mm -hmm. asking for that time and that space you need to sit with whatever it is, because absolutely, shit, relationships are work. Yes, like work, and each and so, one is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't go into each one thinking, oh, well, what I did with Javion is going to be the same thing that I do with Eric. No. Javion is Javion. Eric is Eric. Mm -hmm. Period. So, um, I, I just think that you have to be intentional about that. And it, it, it goes to you being self-aware and you being accountable for what mm -hmm. you do on your end. Um, and like we keep saying, it does not just end in intimate relationships. You have to do this with, you know, your parents, your family, your friendships. Yeah. I mean, Literally, like, you have to go and reevaluate, like, okay, so what is the dynamic? <laughs> what are we doing right. here? <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think we had a private conversation before this recording, and remember when we talked about, um, you know, we both grew up where our parents told us, you know, you ain't got no friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. And growing yeah. up with that in the back of your head, like, well, you know, maybe I'm a little hesitant when it comes to making friends, you know? Or maybe... Mm -hmm. In my situation, I want to be rebellious because you told me all these years I ain't never got no friends. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to befriend everybody. <laughs> and uh -huh. not really understand. Hey, that's real. And it is. Yeah. yeah. And I may have Me on the other I'm, hand. I, yeah. Me, me on the other hand, I'm quick to... I have associates, people I'm cool mm -hmm. with, but yeah. as far as getting too close to them, it's not, not going to happen. I could talk to you every day and if some shit pop off, have a conversation about it and if it's still not cool like next I'm, I'm cool with being in my solitude but it's because mm -hmm. I was taught that you can't trust people yeah you don't have no friends you can so mm -hmm. that's been a challenging thing to rediscover what a friend actually is and I understand where it Ooh. came from again these traditions I didn't find out till I think I told you till I was 24 yeah what happened that led to that mentality mm -hmm. and I think that because yeah. our parents grew up together it was based on those experiences that they all had together. That exactly. They all telling us the same thing. That's yeah. exactly. And it's crazy. Cause now here we are <laughs> years yeah. later, generations later. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, you know, I moved this way. And I'm like, wait, hold up. They told me that too. Like yeah. it was nothing for my grandma to be like, the only friend you got is your mama and God. That's it. Yep. You know, and she would say that very clear. If you mention, oh, I'm mm -hmm. one of my friends, be clear. You ain't got <laughs> the no only friends. friend you got, you don't got, got no friends. Your mama, you ain't got no mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But based upon something traumatic or whatever that experience was, that was their response. That's how we deal with it. That's how they. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I, crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I that think that's crazy. the other thing yeah. that, that we look at too as children of other of adults, of parents, of our parents. I think a lot of times we fail to ask them questions to better understand why they maneuver things in the way they do. So that, I'm the kid. I was a kid growing up. I'm asking all the questions. It could be a dumb one. I'm gonna ask, I'm probably gonna ask it twice to make right. sure I understand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was through me asking my mom questions. I was able to understand why she did what she did in the way that she did it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what led to us having a conversation. I was yeah. able to break it down for you. Yeah. And uh, one thing I've said is. I didn't grow up in the projects. I grew up out in the suburbs, in the cornfields, mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Not Illinois. the corn for you. <laughs> it. it was a lot of corn out there, okay? But, um, it's all right. But even so, I, I've told people, like, yo, once I thought about it, I'm like, I'm still a, a product of Cabrini Green. Exactly. That's where our people came from. Because exactly. my mom raised me based on what she learned while she was in Cabrini and the traumatic stuff she saw. Mm-hmm. So she embedded that mentality in me. Exactly. Regardless of where I was, like that's the mentality based on what she experienced. And exactly. when we become parents, it's going to be the same thing. There's going to be certain things we can heal, and it's going to be other mm-hmm. things we're not going to be able to heal. Exactly. And it's going to be work that they're going to eventually have to do, and they're going to come back to us like, yo, you did this fucked up shit. And we just going yeah, like, to like, you know, I'm because of you. Okay. Exactly. The same, you Absolutely. know. But yeah. it, it, it proves a point that communication is key. Is so key in any relationship that you have, and especially when it comes to your parents, because I didn't necessarily ask questions. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask questions. It was almost like, well, I guess you don't want me to know, so I'm not going to ask whatever. Whatever. Like, out of sight, out of mind, you know? And then as I get older, I'm like, well, wait, hold up now. <laughs> this ain't mm-hmm. clicking. Make the math math. You know what I mean? It's not mathing for me. Um, and then I started to notice that I'm, you know, hitting this, this, this roadblock constantly. Why do I keep hitting this constant roadblock? Mm-hmm. Why, what, where's the lesson? The lesson is you need to communicate. You need to have this conversation with where it all began. There's something beyond, yes. oh, I just can't get along with this person or, you know, I can't get this right or whatever no, the case is. Oh, I'm feeling this type that's of real. way or the self-confidence isn't it. Where did, it, where does this thing from? Like where, where is it beginning? And you know, that communication is very important. Um, one thing I vow to myself is if I do get the chance and the opportunity to be a parent, I want to commit myself to being that, have open lines of communication with my children. Um, and even now, even if I don't have kids, just like, you know, trading Japanese child, like I want to be the auntie where he comes and he like, auntie, listen, yes. this happened. Mm-hmm. This girl liked me because I want to check her. <laughs> I want to check her. <laughs> no, let me stop now. But I don't, you know, I want to be that easy balance between not being a helicopter, you know, person in your life support system, but also making sure that you know that I'm always here. There's never a chance that you don't have to come to me and talk about whatever. Because if you don't, Mm -hmm. you leave the world to teach our youth. And sometimes the world, not sometimes, all the times, all the times the world gives us some really fucked up advice, Okay. Uh, for real, social media out. right now. Yes. You know, like, and now you could have avoided all of this if we could have just had that communication. If we could have just mm-hmm. talked about it, you know, regardless of what the subject matter is. 
Um, and I think in our culture, especially African-Americans, we don't have those conversations. And so, um, you know, John's wife, Sean, she has a podcast, Sean's Coffee Room. Um, shout out to Sean. Um, shout out to Sean. Yeah. Love her. Um, <laughs> She, me and her, and she's the one that got me started on podcasts. Me and her started this mm-hmm. series called, um, what was it? Oh, dang it. I didn't forget. Needless to say, it was like, it was like what our parents didn't teach us or something. Or what our moms, yeah. needless to say, I, I'll link it, you know, below. But, um, basically it was like the lessons that we didn't learn from our parents, from our, um, our family, mm-hmm. or our mothers. And just having and, and sparking those conversations it led to something so great. It led to a lot of like revelation and us Mm -hmm. just evolving as individuals, even our relationship as cousins evolved because she was able to see me in a different light as an adult. You know what I mean? Versus, Mm -hmm. oh, this is the kitty juju. Like I'm a grown ass woman now, you know, like I can relate. I need some assistance. Help me. You married. Mm -hmm. Tell me, what did you do? What am I doing wrong? Did I, (laughs) you know, what is it? So, um, and it created another lane for me where this is another person that I can possibly go to and have that conversation, get that advice from. Yeah. Because not all mm-hmm. advice can come from my mother. Right. I may think it in my head like, oh, my mom, you know, my mom can tell me, you know, she she's a superhero. She can tell me everything. But maybe she hasn't experienced that. Maybe Absolutely. she doesn't have the advice or the words to give me and I can get it from someone else. So <laughs> just having that lane of conversation, I think is important when it comes to family, when you're creating your your own or when you're operating in your current one, you know, um, letting your little cousins know, I want to be able that they be able to show up like, hey, I'm here. I'm present. Call me. Because I didn't been to college. I didn't been to the parties. I'd have been living on the dorm. I, you know, <laughs> But yeah, and it it brings us to like, um, you know how people be like, oh, you know, they like to blame things based upon personality and oh, you know, that's just who I am. I think that's all BS. Like none of us are just who we are because of who we are. Like that really is BS to me. It's learned Mm -hmm. behavior. Mm -hmm. It's based on our experiences, 100%. And I'm one of those people who I'm able to, I could see certain things and I could understand like, okay, you went through this mm-hmm. and this, I'm seeing this behavior, it, these two things align. So it's some healing that you working through exactly. or need to work through in this area. Like I'm able to see those things. Um, but sometimes people aren't ready or willing to do whatever needs to be done to work through those things. Yeah. Some people, sometimes people don't want to acknowledge um and I've learned this the hard way in relationship too. Sometimes you mm-hmm. have to, you can see a thing for somebody, but mm-hmm. maybe you're not meant to be the one to lead them to the water. You definitely can't make them yes. drink it. So sometimes it's just your ability to see it and know, is this for yeah. me or is it not? Should I step away? Um, and having that exactly. way with all. Because I think a lot of time people want to relationships wanting to fix wanting to change either they trying to heal themselves subconsciously or they trying to heal the partner it's like that ain't Mm -hmm. not how that work that's not how that work those patterns come from somewhere so it's like you see it yeah absolutely and sometimes it's not sometimes it's not our role to change a person we can't change people 
we can bring forth information. We can put a spotlight on it. We can bring mm-hmm. self-awareness or we can bring awareness to the issue. Right. But I can't change it. You have to want to change yourself. And sometimes it's not my load to bear to do that. Like, that's that's not mm-hmm. my job. Um, right. And it's not that you don't care, but I got a million and one other things that I need to fix about me. And I can't handle all this. I can't, I can't do it all. Um, yeah. And I've realized that even with the relationship with my mom, it has allowed me to acquire grace and patience with her. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, if you know me and my mother, I love my mother. My mother is... Yeah, okay? Yeah. Um, I'm the only child for my, my only biological child. Um, and it's always been me and her. Always. Mm-hmm. And it always. will always be... And then, of course, <laughs> Japanese came apart. Now we got Japanese in training. Um, but it's always been us. So, mm-hmm. um... I'm learning that boundaries are important. Yep. Mm. So that's helping me in the process. I think you should say that one again. Boundaries. Boundaries. (laughs) Boundaries. And one thing, here's the crazy thing. Do you feel the same, okay? Do you feel the same? And this is how you're going to know that we're family and we're related to the same people. Okay. (laughs) Take over spirit, okay? They got it heavy. They got it heavy. Take over spirit. Like, oh, (laughs) let me just do it. Let let me tell you Uh what. Takeover spirit. Oh. And so when you get yep. the takeover spirit, you don't know what boundaries are. <laughs> you know? nah. Not very clear. No. No. And so, you, you know, to... yeah. So, um, did you, what'd you say? I was going to say, did you struggle when it came to creating boundaries with your mom? Like, Still was struggle. that a, a hard thing for her to understand? <laughs> Still struggle. <laughs> Still struggle. Definitely family. Definitely um, family. Yes. We're taking it one day at a time, and I'm learning to be patient. Yeah. <laughs> be patient with this process mm-hmm. because you got to think about it. Her, her, her generation—they didn't know nothing about boundaries therapy. I mean, that wasn't very familiar with them. Like they—they they weren't doing the work. They weren't doing shadow work. They weren't doing all of this. They were too busy trying to get to the paper so I could take care of these kids. To survive. <laughs> so we yeah. could survive. They thought surviving. Exactly. Surviving was their work. Period. That was the work they was doing, and they did a damn good job at it. Exactly. I get a good job. I work yeah. for the city, the state, whatever. Get a good job. Boom. I work for the government, and mm-hmm. and, and I did mine. I did my due diligence. You know what I mean? And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that because that satisfies that time frame. But now it's right. our responsibility in this generation. We need to change some things up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to create boundaries, meaning, okay, so. Granny, my mother don't listen to this podcast, so she'll never know that, you know, the, the shadow work that I'm doing behind. You know, it's always a psyche thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm learning that at 33, I have to create boundaries where I, I, I can't always be readily available for whenever you call. Because mm-hmm. I need moments to myself to process, to wind down, to gather my own thoughts. And we all have dark moments, right? We all have dark moments. We all have bad days. And sometimes I'm not able to do or process or get over those bad days because here this person is calling me and now you're going to tell me and vent and tell me what such and such did and what they not doing and blah, 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 blah. And now I got your stresses on me. And now mm-hmm. I'm walking around both my stresses and now I'm tense and I can't even, you know what I mean? I have no one to woosah with. Really? Yeah. yeah. So what I realized is like we talked, it used to be really bad where we would talk every day, multiple times a day. 
Mm-hmm. And she would be the first person I talk to in the morning, the last person I talk to at night. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it if that works for you. But that doesn't work for me. Because what I would notice is, and now we're butt- butting heads. Because I, I just I just want to come home and go to sleep and lay down. But you want to have a conversation, and I don't want to talk. <laughs> I don't want to talk. Yeah. So now my mm-hmm. mom has a thing of, I'm going to keep calling until you answer. <laughs> Irritates me. <laughs> Irritates me. You don't have to do that. Yeah. So we're now in a space where I'll say, hey, I'll call you tomorrow. Call you tomorrow once I get to work, or I'll call you tomorrow on my way to work. Mm-hmm. No problem. Um, especially when you get to dating. I don't have time to tell me, hold on real quick. Let me talk to my mama real quick before I go to bed. I don't have time for that. <laughs> That's awkward. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, to eliminate the possibility of that, let me go ahead, talk to you in the morning. All right, ma, I'll probably talk to you tomorrow because I got a lot going on in the afternoon. And we'll talk whenever. Mm-hmm. And it helps me. Shout out to my friend, yeah. Jackie, I just saw today at brunch. She taught me that as well. And I mean, mm-hmm. I utilize the advice that I get from you, my friends, my other family members. I utilize it. I utilize therapy when it comes to creating boundaries, not just with my mother, but with people in general. I don't have Excellent. it. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Pick somebody else. No. Absolutely. So that's why I'm at. What about you? Have you, what are some things that you have used um, personally when it comes to not just creating boundaries, but <clears throat> totally changing the narrative when it comes to, you know, one self-awareness of what we've talked about, just being aware of where the root is, where the root problem is. Mm-hmm. Like, what are some things that you have done yourself, the, the shadow work that you have done? Ooh, that's a loaded question. Um, Cause I feel like I've done a lot. I think the main, the first <laughs> thing I did was um, leaving Chicago and Ooh. I was really impulsive with it. So mm-hmm. had a job, car, cool stay was staying with my mom at the time I had just got out of college and I got on a bus with fifty dollars and went to Baltimore and just started over so cousin, cousin. Myself, Ooh, that one mm-hmm. be forcing forcing myself out of my comfort zone um was a huge one so like I talk to friends all the time here yeah. who they want to leave Chicago and I've done it and I tell them like that's a major thing if you really want to change or do the shadow work or Come more in tune and self aware. Yeah. You have to get away from, you got to get out of your comfort zone. You know? Absolutely. Um, so that was the main thing. And when I left, when you leave from your comfort zone of being around your family and everything you know, that shit puts you into a shock. It's a culture shock because Ooh. now you by yourself, you're in a place where you know nobody, mm-hmm. which could either bring you down and make you depressed or it could be an opportunity for excitement. Absolutely. For me, I was excited because I was able to rediscover myself. I got to, anytime you go somewhere new, you get to choose who you are in that space. Because you don't have nobody from back home telling you who you're supposed to be. You get mm-hmm. to, these people don't know you, be whoever you want to be. Exactly. So that was helpful, being able to choose who I was. But also the other thing that was helpful was I hit a really low point where all these things started coming up about seeing how other people and their families interact and relate. Mm-hmm. And I was able to see like, damn, I thought this, I thought certain things were normal mm-hmm. that weren't. And so that led to me sitting with it, led to me creating boundaries with my mom, which I will say I was not as uh, 
it wasn't as smooth of a process <laughs> as you've been having. Uh, yeah. It's probably terrible, but my block button was strong. And my really? mom will tell you, my mom will tell you, yeah, like we, really? in order for us to grow, we had some really challenging yeah. situations that yeah. we worked through and navigated through. Um, but it, it was certain points in time where I was blocking everybody. I was changing my number. There's wow. a period of time people didn't know where I was at. Yeah. Because. I felt like I was carrying so much of everybody else's stuff. I just needed to get away and figure it out. Yeah. And that's what kind of really led to me becoming more in tune with myself. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Therapy, I think, definitely 110%. Listen, <laughs> therapy, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, I'm a whole different person. I'm a whole different person. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I love that, what you said. Um, what's crazy is that I used to be the block point. I never went as far. Well, I'm not even going to say as far, but I never used the block button on my mother, but I've definitely ignored her calls. Um, but everybody else, you could get it. You could totally get it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you could yeah. totally get the block button. And it's because, like you said, you have this need of, I just need a moment. I need a moment of silence where I only hear my thoughts mm-hmm. and not yours. Um, and sometimes yeah. it goes with this whole feeling of, Listen, my grandfather said all the time, I know you heard me, but you're not hearing me. You're not hearing mm-hmm. me. I need you to hear mm-hmm. me. Um, and I need you to hear my opinion and my feelings and my and my and my thoughts. Um, and I think sometimes our parents, you know, they still put us back in that that the child, you a child. Da, 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 da. And I'm not listen, <laughs> I'm not, you know. So is, I can totally appreciate Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, did your mom ever use that line on you? Like she asked you something, you'll be like, "Nah." She'll be like, "But I'm your mom, Janelle." But I'm your mom. If that ain't the most toxic, listen, listen, we have this thing now. Like I don't like people to yell at me. I I I don't do well with yelling. I just don't. (laughs) I don't. I don't Mm -hmm. react well with yelling. And my mother has this thing of. I think she thinks. If you yell, I understand better, and I don't. Because <laughs> now you're yelling, and I've completely just, I left the room. Oh. I'm there, but I'm oh. not there. <laughs> oh. So it's totally gone. It's gone at that point. And um, mm-hmm. when you've had so many conversations where they land to nowhere because of that, mm-hmm. um, I got sick mm-hmm. and tired of that. I got sick and tired of that. And mm-hmm. so now, instead of us going to this combative, we're going to argue back and forth. Hey, I'm just going to call you later. Because I know mm-hmm. that now my emotions have taken over. And you're not going to understand anything I'm saying because now I'm about to match your energy. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it goes nowhere. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. She, you know, she tries to press those buttons today. <laughs> but yeah. we get it together. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, and to people out there listening, it's it's a work in progress. It really is. It's, it really it's a work is. In progress. And, and I I think it's important to also for us who are in the space of having the knowledge of the emotional contribution of triggers of um, mm-hmm. pa- um, not working through certain things like that emotional understanding that are in the awareness our parents don't have. It's kind of yeah. like that puts the responsibility in our hands in a way and not to say that everything is on you, but because of the information and the knowledge you have, you're able to lead and steer that conversation. So being aware of that, yes. um, uh, 
Yeah, it was something else I wanted to say, but I just forgot. But being able to maneuver and steer that conversation is yeah, it's on us in a sense. And, and we're it, teaching. I, that's what I wanted to say. Exactly. I was gonna say mm-hmm. um, we're teaching them. So I remember my mom used to be like, I was a smart ass kid. My mom go laugh this and laugh and mm-hmm. be like, yo. But I was a smart ass kid, <laughs> and my mom be like. You know, I'm raising you to be this way and I'm raising you like this and like that. And I remember one day I was over 18, of course, and uh, she said something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Mom, I didn't raise you. I was like, I didn't raise you to be like that. And I, no, I had I a serious face, to too. Like I, like didn't that. I didn't raise you to be like that. <laughs> and she yeah. looked at me. She's like, boy, what are you? You didn't raise me. I said, <laughs> what? I said, are you the are you the same person? Are you the same person you were when you had me? She's like, well, no, nah, I've grown. I'm like, you don't think I'm responsible for some of that growth, just like you're responsible for mine. Hello. Mm-hmm. This is true. <laughs> uh, I know I used to stress that out, but... See, you was the pushing the button, cousin. You was the pushing the button. <laughs> but no, because when you really think about yeah. it, when you think about it, it's certain knowledge that only we in our generation have and we are sharing it and imparting it on the older generation so in a sense it's not a it's an exchange so as much as y'all raising us we raising y'all too we're helping y'all too so exactly there's a a mutual understanding and respect that happens and so when i say it's our responsibility make sure you raising them right (laughs) you need to make that in the future make sure you raising them right okay but no you're right about (laughs) that you're absolutely right um and it puts you in a in a in a seat of control, and it's not like an ego thing, but like you have more control to steer the conversation, to steer the yes, you yes. know the future, to change the narrative. Where we're not mm-hmm. going to do this toxic combative, we're not going to argue, we're going to communicate, we're going to use our inside yeah. voices, we're going to <laughs> we're going to break it down so we both understand. <laughs> we're going to have the dialogue. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, even down to like finances and stuff like that, you know, I'm going to teach you what I know about online banking because who's still mailing checks. Okay. All right. We're going to get it all together. <laughs> like this type of thing. This is what Why I'm you doing. just tell her business like that? <laughs> Why you tell her business like that? <laughs> this is what I'm dealing with over here. Okay. <laughs> um, but you know, we're we're going to send emails. We're 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 not going to write stuff out, and, 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 and we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that no more. But it teaches you that the same way they taught us, and my grandmother used to say this a lot, all the time, that as you get older, you start to obviously go from the role of being a child to now you're an adult, so now you have your own children. You started your own family, and now you're the person steering the ship. And now you transition to someone being older where now you need your children versus your children needing you. Mm-hmm. I, I depend on you because you're going to help me. So think about it. We we got more technology, more stuff. Yeah. It's a whole different world. So I can't expect you to just know this and be able to transition into this and be comfortable with it. And a lot of times right. they give us that hesitation and that that back and forth because they're uncomfortable with it because it's something totally mm-hmm. new. And I have to give you grace for that. And that's something mm-hmm. I have learned. Um, before I wrap it up, um, I reposted for Women's Day, my mom, a picture of my mom. And one of the things I said was she was one of my greatest lessons. And honest to God, I feel like God gave me a lesson of patience and teaching me grace. 
And Absolutely. I've done that through my mother. And I'm doing that, mm-hmm. doing the work through my mother. It's teaching me to separate her from being a mother and look at her as just being a woman. Yeah. Being an individual That's before important. me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the same way I have no I have no I have no possibility of what what the hell I'm doing around here, okay? I I have no idea. Every day I wake up and I'm like, okay, I guess this is right. I can guarantee you she has the same feeling. <laughs> you know what I mean? None of us have seen this before. So it's I our first to, time for all of us. Exactly. So I have to give you grace. And I have to show the same grace that I want you to give me. The same understanding that I want you to give me. The same patience. And that has been my greatest, the most hardest <laughs> job that I've ever had in my life. The most difficult task and it's constantly mm-hmm. an everyday thing but I'm so grateful for it because who better to teach me that than my own mother right absolutely and absolutely. who better to who better to be and also the teacher the teacher had of me showing her well this is how we gonna transition this thing you know what I mean we don't yeah. always have to it's spring true. we don't always have to go back and forth we don't always have to you know do that thing so mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm so glad that we got a chance to talk about this because I feel like by us having this mutual, um, Mm -hmm. this this mutual same experience, um, it shows people that, hell, we all got some crazy ass families. (laughs) We all got some crazy ass beginnings. But your beginning doesn't necessarily dictate your ending. And it doesn't dictate your present. And, you know, you do the shadow work. You put in the work. And it's beyond you. The work you do for yourself right now is beyond just you. It goes forth for your children. You you know, you're showing an Mm -hmm. example for the other younger generation. Um, Oh, I'm so glad that we had this conversation. It's so dope. Um, Me too. It's super dope. You're definitely coming back on. You're definitely coming back on. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Hey. Definitely. You know, not everybody gets a second chance, okay? <laughs> not everybody gets a chance to come back on. But um, no, like I'm super excited um, because I feel like this is just the beginning. Um, it's so crazy because when I'm on like the family Zoom call and stuff, people be like, oh yeah, they come mm-hmm. this podcast. And I'm like, it's so crazy because nobody in our family has really done things like this before. So it's mm-hmm. kind of weird because they be like, yeah, I heard the little, the little clip and I'm like, oh Jesus, please don't work it up. Please don't work it up. <laughs> <laughs> and those clips have been clipped in. Oh, they've been like clipping, you hear me? Listen, I damn near had a heart attack about the sex ones. I was like, oh God, no. No. But it's worth having a mm-hmm. conversation and it has definitely proven to me that um it's needed. It's needed and yeah, um it it's is. not as bad it as you think. Like hello <laughs> You grown, what they you grown. How how so, you think you got here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Exactly. It it's been cool. So for them to see both of us on the podcast at one time, oh girl. You already know it's about to be crazy. It's about to be crazy. It's about to be crazy. I can see it now texting. Uh, what is this? What is this? I just want to say, I was gonna, I was gonna throw you under the bus. I ain't gonna throw you under the bus. I was gonna say this was all Janelle, but it was us, oh, and I'm glad we did it, and it was great. I mean, and... technically, you said okay, so technically, you signed up for it. So I mean, we did it together. We did it uh, together, and it's great. Out. 
And if but, y'all get upset, we didn't raise y'all like that. We exactly. didn't raise y'all like that, okay? So don't come over here hooting and hollering. Yes, we're going to put that on the next time reunion shirt. We didn't raise y'all like that. <laughs> that would be fine. We didn't raise y'all like We're going to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> shirts coming near you. No worries. Y'all be able to order. Shirts coming near you. Um, uh-huh. But no, I'm super excited. I'm very grateful for you actually gracing the podcast. Like, it's been super dope. It won't be the last. Um, but as always, you, when I wrap it up, I always ask my guests, what can we expect coming from you? Like, what do you have going on? Um, so, mm-hmm. can expect a lot. A lot. Um, mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so I do um shaman work or spiritual mm-hmm. work. Um, outside of this, so I have a coaching business where I help people as they go through their spiritual journey and um just awaken more to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, right now my my main word that I'm using is trust, and so what I'm doing is mm-hmm. teaching you to trust yourself because you know more than you think you know. Ooh. And just throughout growing up in our experiences, a lot of times. The different experiences we've had, whether with people, at school, just in life in general, mm-hmm. um, we learn to not trust ourselves. We be, we invalidate things that invalidate us. We start to trust those things. So yeah. um, I work with people one-on-one to help them come back to themselves and tap okay. deeper into themselves and just really trust. Yeah. Okay. So let me get it clear. Because, you know, listen, before we actually had this conversation, <laughs> I was like, listen, cousin, you know, I have not, I have no idea what a shaman does, what it do. Break it down for me. And it, mm-hmm. it's true because that's not something that's very, that's typically, you know, in the conversation, right. Right. you know, especially in mm-hmm. our family or in, it just ain't. So I need you to break it down. What exactly does a shaman do? So the shaman, um, and how I describe it for myself, because different people will have like different mm-hmm. um, awarenesses or definitions. Um, but for me, what I do is I'm kind of like the person who people within community come to. Um, and I have a, a deeper understanding, a deeper awareness of how things are connected. I'm able to communicate with just people and have conversation. But then I also have another ability where I'm able to connect with the divine or connect okay. with um, people who might have passed or different spirits. Mm-hmm. And I know okay. for a lot of people, that's very like woo woo. Um, mm-hmm. But with the average client, the most important thing is to be in touch with self because a lot of the awareness comes through emotion and how we feel. And okay. a lot of us are cut off from our feelings. So mm-hmm. um, that's the focus of the work right now. And it, it really depends on who I'm working with. So okay. some people might need a, a soul retrieval or something of that sort. Okay. But most people, um, it's different for everybody. And you know something, to be quite honest, I feel like in today's society, in today's terms, we have different resources now that you are able to connect with mm-hmm. to really get in tune with who you are, whether or not you're like, Absolutely. it's beyond religion at this point. And don't get me wrong. Like I was raised in the church. I was raised as a Christian. Um, however, there's different sources, just like we have therapy. I believe in God and therapy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really do. So you have different sources to tap into to really do the shadow work. And this is deeper shadow work of getting to know who you are as an individual and connecting with that. Um, In our ancestral past, I mean, even, you know, our ancestors, they connected with their ancestors and all of that. And they they use different things like, I don't want to, I don't know the correct term, but like giving honor and praise 
to them through like you know sacrifice yeah. yeah and stuff like that like so it's different mm-hmm. ways and i feel like sometimes we get caught up in what it looks like and not necessarily think, the yeah. deeper side of it you know i think um we get caught up in what it looks like and i think a lot of times we get caught up in the labels of it of what mm. we call it so yeah in therapy you know you might talk about your childhood um spirituality wise you might call it inner child work and it Mm -hmm. looks different from every for everybody um and it's important to realize is like you were saying before you know um it starts with you but it didn't start with you Mm -hmm. so everything that we're experiencing this whole conversation a lot of the things that we're experiencing now in relationships and life in general it didn't start with us it started with our parents and it started with their parents mm-hmm. and their ancestors and those ancestors. And so the ability to reconnect and to have communication or ask certain questions um, mm-hmm. and getting certain awareness is really helpful. So that's really um what it is. What I tend to yeah, that's, that's really awesome. what it is that I do. Yeah. Thank I you. love it. Like I love it and I love what you're doing. Um you can tell that you're very passionate about it. And it's sacred work, and it takes a person that's not mm-hmm. only um, vulnerable but relatable to do this type of work. You know what I mean? And be able to be transparent yeah. and help guide people to that to that that actual realm as well. So I'm here for it. Um, heck, I'm, I might need to book an appointment. Uh, but <laughs> just let me know. I, I love it, <laughs> and I feel like um, you're in a great example to changing what our generation looks like. You know what I mean? And changing what, you know, what, what, what a traditional view is. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. So I'm excited for what's to come. And how can we find you on social media? Um, so you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at uh, J.M.A.L.A.K.H.I. Um, so J. Malachi. And then that's also my website. So if you go to www.jmalakhi.com, you can find me there as well if you're interested in learning more about, you know, my services or, you know, checking out my content. Okay, so thank you for explaining exactly what it is that you have going on. I feel like that is something that you are totally committed and very passionate about. And it's super dope because it changes the view of what, you know, you know how you have that stereotypical, like, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be like, I'm going to do something else that I can bring to the table and also bring to my community and my family, Mm -hmm. a different resource, a different aspect. Mm -hmm. And that's super dope. You know, it is needed for people to do not only the shadow work, but just become who they are individually. So I'm really excited. Y'all go book the appointments, but how can they find you? How can they book an appointment? How can they get this all together? Got you. So there's two ways you can find me. You can find me on Instagram. Um, okay. My Instagram is at sign J period Malachi, M-A-L-A-K-H-I. Um, and then my website, which is www.jmalakhi.com. So okay. So has links to my social media, YouTube, TikTok, all that good stuff. And my okay, booking, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what we'll do, we'll add it to the bottom as well. So that way people will be able to just click on the link or click on the okay. tag and be able to find you. Um, y'all book my cousin. 
Okay. Book <laughs> book my cousin. Thank you. <laughs> I don't put my name, I don't stamp my name next to many, but book my cousin. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I'm super excited. Um, I, I feel like this is gonna be dope. I can't wait to see what you do, especially on the YouTube. I'm just saying I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see. I'm getting it up and running. It's just gone. <laughs> we waiting. We waiting. But it's I truly really hope that the audience has enjoyed our conversation. This will not be the last time you see my cousin. So get used to this face, okay? Um, <laughs> and um, definitely follow him and support him and, you know, just see what he's doing. Because he's out here doing the real work and the work that's needed to advance our people, period, you know? And I'm excited about that. And if anything, you. you are, what'd you say? I said thank you. Thank you. Um, and for creating a platform for having the vulnerability and the wherewithal to follow through because I know it's not easy putting yourself out there not knowing who watching. It is not. And doing it anyway. So thank Why you for you think being I committed. This? Thank you. Why do you think I got this big ass glass of wine? Because trust well, me, the vulnerability, okay? It's, mm-hmm. it's rough out here, okay? I'm not even putting myself on front street for the people. Well, I know I know. next time to bring my glass, okay? <laughs> it's okay. I had enough for you and me. It's okay. But um, no, I, I truly thank you for that. And it's super dope. This is You're totally the reason why I do things like this. Because obviously, it's conversations needed. And you make it easy. So I appreciate you. And if you don't know, of course, if you don't know already, you know how to find me. Y'all go and follow me on social media. I am Lace Combos. Wait, what is my at Lace Combos with you on Instagram, on Facebook, where Lace Combos with you podcast. We have a TikTok, but I'm still working on it one day at a time. Calm down. Um, but you definitely get some behind the scenes. Yes, we're gonna get it up and running. And if you don't know by now, clearly you're watching us. So we're on YouTube. Hello. Follow link, hey. ring the bell, do all that. <laughs> but um YouTube page is Lace Combos with Jew. Definitely follow, watch us once again. We do the audio, audio drops on uh, Thursday at 8:30, and then the visual drops Fridays. Every Friday I come with the shit okay so definitely watch follow and yeah other than that that's about it it's been fun (laughs) it's been fun and as usual if you can't do nothing else keep it cute or put it on mute and remember to always keep it lace y'all have a good one have a good one y'all i go through withdrawal